Welcome to Books, Kids, and Creations, a part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I am your host, Tracy Bloom, and I feature guests who inspire and uplift future generations with their work. Today, I have somebody wonderful on the show, Diane Petey, and she is um, all the way in Canada, wonderful Canada. So, Diane, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am excited to chat with you today. Yes. So you are, um, you're an educator. Are you a former educator or are you still an educator? Well, I always consider myself an educator, but I did retire officially from teaching almost three years ago. Okay. And uh, I had a beautiful career. I had many, many opportunities. I was a kindergarten teacher for a while. I taught homeroom in all grades one to six. I did junior high French, phys ed, home ec. I was a school counselor for a while. And I was also a special educational coordinator and a reading specialist. Wow. So I moved all around and it was always exciting. And I sure miss the kiddies. Yeah. I don't miss the politics though. Right. I bet. Well, but now you're you're doing well, you do a lot. You also have you're still working with kids in a way with your your new book, My Dancing Feet, and I can't wait to talk all about that. But you also work in, is it um, theater and with musicals too? Oh, that was uh, something I did a while back. Definitely. I, uh, I have, it's an interesting story. I have always loved dance and I've always had a passion for tap dancing. And I was never able to take tap dancing. I was mainly a figure skater as a child growing up in my small town. And, but if there were ballet lessons or jazz lessons, I did, I was lucky enough to take those, but that was sporadic when they were offered. So as an adult, still I had a dream to tap dance. And I had two little girls and they were in dance. And, uh, we dropped uh, them off at dance one night and a friend of mine, uh, Matricia, we went for a walk through the trails in our town while they had their class on. And uh, there was a, had been a notice up on the door that the dance studio was closing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure what happened, but the owner somehow was just shutting it down in, in the middle of the dance year. And along the walk, well, we said, well, that's no good. You, you know, why don't we take it over and keep it running? And uh, our famous last words were, how hard can it be? <laughs> that, that's always how it begins. <laughs> yes. So, so Matricia and I did, in fact, keep it running that year. And we then renamed it and started a new dance studio. Uh, and it was very successful. We hired instructors. Some were local and some came out from Edmonton and we would pick them up at the bus depot at 3.30 and put them back on the bus to head back at 10 o'clock that night. But I also started taking classes then as well. So I did learn how to dance. Mm -hmm. And uh, I became uh, certified in the Al, Al Gilbert, Gilbert tap method. and. Uh, 
And then some things happened. Uh, my husband passed away. It was just too much. I was also teaching half time. Uh, so I had to give up the studio. Uh, fast forward a few years later, I am on my way to a weekend dance workshop and I'm teaching kindergarten. And one of the mums of a student in my class tells me about her experiences with dance. I said, you should, you should really come along. Well, she didn't end up coming along, but we ended up starting another dance studio. Uh, and it was a recreational dance program okay. in our small town. And so I did that for a few years, but then with teaching, it was just too much. So we, and she moved, we turned the business over and uh, a wonderful young woman uh, has kept it up and since changed the name of it from the Edson Recreational Dance Program to the Edson Dance Academy, which was the first one my other friend and I started. Oh. So, <laughs> and I'm actually, I'm going there today to this, her studio. I am helping uh, just uh, in the background for a music video by a local rap artist. Awesome. And I have volunteered to operate the camera and film a little bit. That's so fun. That's so exciting. I love how it just kind of all came full circle. Oh, it sure did. And uh, yes, I still have all my dance shoes and I tap in the basement. And uh, one, one day, hopefully I'll take some more classes just for fun. But with COVID, everything sort of went on hold as well. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm assuming that your book, My Dancing Feet, was inspired by this experience and your, your passion for dance. Oh, absolutely. I, I've been writing forever. Always been a, a creative, a somewhat a secret creative. But with teaching, you uh, can be so very creative. That was such a wonderful outlet for that. Uh, and I... I wrote some children's books many, many years ago, probably over 30 years ago. I wrote a middle grade novel as well. And then everything just sort of went in the drawer oh. uh, with kids and, and work. And I was busy. Yeah. And uh, oh, I also one of a great gig I had was I used to review children's books for the Edmonton Journal. Oh. And so they would send me books out in the mail or I'd go pick them up. I'd write up a little article and they pay me a handsome amount of cash and I would get to keep the book for my classroom. So I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. Yes. So fast forward to when I retired, I knew I wanted to write. So I began a program called the artist's way. And I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. I'm it's not. by Julia Cameron. Oh, it is fabulous. I have the book, but it's behind me. Um, and I was so lucky because I went, uh, after retiring, I went on a couple holidays, then I went on the Camino, uh, started out in Porto, Portugal, walked to Santiago, Spain, came home, and a few days later, I went to Edmonton to an all-day workshop by Julia Cameron, and she had not been to Canada for over 20 years, so the timing was beautiful for me. I had her book. I knew it was for retirement. In fact, I opened it up the first few days after I retired. And I said, oh yeah, as soon as I'm back from the Camino, I'm in. And so it's a program that challenges your creativity and draws it out where you write morning pages, every morning, three pages of longhand. Oh. And you take yourself on an artist date each week. So that's highly recommended. 
Um, and I, I'll, I'll send you a picture of the book and a link okay. to that. Yeah. So I, uh, so I then pulled out of the drawer a book I had started 30 years ago for my dad. It was a book dedicated to my dad. And it was uh, largely uh, motivated by Robert Munch's Love and Forever. Who doesn't, you know, who doesn't love that book? That book touched my heart in a way no other book has. And uh, so I wrote this little book, threw it in the drawer. I took it out and I started editing. And then I started taking picture book classes. Uh, I rejoined the Writers Guild in Alberta. I joined Squibby, which is excellent. I joined an organization similar in Canada. It's called Canscape. And I was taking webinars and seminars. And uh, so, and then then the book got ready and I sent it off. I thought, okay, I've taken the classes. I know how it is. I sent it off to some agents. Well, it was still way too long at the time. And it's still out on submission. Uh, I think the first time I sent it out, it was over 1,100 words. Now it's down to 500. And that's, so. that's a task to, <laughs> to take your baby and try to cut pieces out. And yeah, that's hard. Especially as a teacher who loves the rich vocabulary and the words and you know how they sound, how they make you feel. And, yeah. and I know from reading a lot to children so often how important that is. But anyways, it was a task that's done. Um, and then I, for some reason, I started writing a YA novel. Yeah. And I have no idea why or how, but I wrote that, finished that in, I started in September and I finished in November. And, uh, but it was a mess. And in terms of, you know, I just got the draft down. I had no clue what I was doing. So I started taking some courses through the University of Toronto. And the first one I took was a YA course. So I I did that. I continued writing picture books. Um, And then I uh, stumbled across an ad in the Canscape newsletter for a writer for for the picture book, for the dance. And I said, oh, that's right up my alley. And so it was through a publisher called Eamon Books and the owner is Janet Gertler and, and she hired me right away. And then this is, this is what came out of it. Yay! And, uh, oh, I love the illustrations. Oh, the illustrator is from Calgary, Alberta. Her name is Jupiter's Muse. That's her company name. And they're, they're just, they're beautiful. I've had so many comments oh. on the illustrations. So, but the book originally didn't start out like this. It started out, it was only going to be a personalized book. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's what Eamon Books is. They have a whole series of personalized books for Uh swimmers, hockey players, for people who have pets. And uh, so this is the one that Janet sent for me. And so it has my name in it, Diane's Dancing Feet. And... uh, I'll show you the first page and I'll even read it as well. Diane, you're a dancer so fine, great at keeping the beat. Watching you dance is always a treat. Dancing is fun, puts a smile on your face. Twirling and leaping is your happy place. Oh, that was my happy place as a kid and even as an adult. Yeah, it's wonderful. So then it, it began as the personalized book. Yes. And then how did it evolve into the other version? Um, 
well, I think Janet just decided to see what would happen. You know, yeah. she's experimenting and in, in publishing and, uh, and it came out in October on Amazon. Right. And I knew absolutely nothing about the publishing side of the business. And uh, I learned a great deal. Um, so it's currently available on Amazon or a personalized version through Eman Books. And uh, then it's also available on many other online sellers worldwide. Like I've seen it, you can buy it in Africa and Great Britain and all kinds of places. Oh, so it's, it's exciting. And I know children love to dance. So uh, I'm hoping they're all enjoying it. One of the parts that I love the best, though, is the end pages are for personalizing. Oh. So you can answer some questions and then it's a keepsake and there there's so there's pages that ask your favorite dance and what the name of your group was and a couple pages for autographs from your friends and teachers oh, uh -huh. so it's really been a, it's been a journey uh of love and you know a little bit of work well a lot of work but it's yeah. fun you know i uh some people said to me, well, why would you do that? Because it was a work for hire. And I said, that's the kind of stuff I do for free. Why wouldn't I do it? You know, <laughs> right. How much fun is that? Yeah. Well, uh, and I like that. I like that over the years, you've also evolved your trade a bit. Like you've gone back to school and you've taken courses and you've You've just completely reached out and explored all the different ways that you can become a better writer and, and get the, you know, that creativity just flowing through you. And I think it's really, really wonderful how it turned out and evolved. Um, yeah, I, uh, I love that writing, it's never complete. There's always something to learn. There's always so much to learn. Yeah, I know when I wrote my first YA novel, same thing. It was a mess. And I went, well, now what do I do with it? You know, and I went back and I I think I've rewrote, rewrote that book five times. And then I finally left it alone a couple years ago, but I put out the first version of that in 2014 and I just couldn't leave it alone. And I should have just sat on it until it was right. But I was like, no, I'll put it out. No, I'll take it down. No, I'll put it back up. No, take. So now version five, I've left it alone and it's sitting. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a writer out there that doesn't understand that how eager you are to get that first book out. And then you look back on your manuscript. And for me, it's like, oh, I definitely wasn't ready. <laughs> you know, I was not ready. I thought I was, but you know, I have learned so much more since then. Yeah, that's a lot of authors say that, you know, they're like, you know, the first book you write, you can basically just throw it in the trash and then start work off of that draft. Yes. And then do it again. Well, I'm hoping to that my YA novel gets redeemed, redeems itself. I'm currently revising it. I belong to a fiction critique group. Oh, great. So I have deadlines I submit every month or so. And I get excellent feedback. I think my critique groups are the piece de resistance in writing, where you learn so much. Yes, it is 
I mean, those groups are like gold. If you can find a really good one, um, I know that I have my set people that I usually will send my workout to just to get some feedback and eyeballs on it. And it's like, oh, oh, that's a great idea. Or, oh, I didn't think about this. Or, you know, they just, it's so nice to have a group like that. And then the manuscript is much more complete yeah. because you've got a wide angle that, that's looking at it to say what's missing or what needs to be taken out. Yeah. And so do you have, besides the YA book, do you have any new books on the horizon for you? Oh, I certainly do. Um, I have a soccer book like this. Oh, okay. And I've had many people ask me, is the soccer book ready yet? Yeah. No, it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> is it, uh, the manuscript is... 98% ready. Okay. It just needs a little bit of tweaking. Yeah. And then we'll proceed from there to see how we go about that. Yeah. Is it the same illustrator? Um, I'm hoping it is. Okay. I have touched base with her and she we've agreed nothing formal has been set up, but definitely. Uh, I have seen some preliminary pictures from her for the cover though, and they're phenomenal. Oh, that's great. So yes. Isn't that and, so exciting when you see the illustrations for the first time? Oh, yes. Just my eyes pop out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, my God, somebody. It, I just think it's neat to see how somebody can take your words and be inspired to create artwork from it. And yes, and how cohesive they can be and how one brings out the other. I just it's part of the beauty of picture books is that yes and to even have the gift to be able to do that because I don't my gift is words yeah not drawing or painting <laughs> which I love to do uh they're just not very nice to look at yeah I've tried that too and it, same thing but nope that's not my thing that will yes. never be my thing mm-hmm I do have another exciting project in the works and it's a TV sitcom pilot. Ooh, okay, okay. And awesome. uh, that came about too, just by fluke. Uh, mm -hmm. Someone contacted me and said, hey, would you be interested in writing a TV pilot? And I said, sure, why not? What's one more project? Right. And then I decided, but I better learn how to write it. TV pilot. Yes. So I took a class through the U of T this winter. Phenomenal class. Okay. And uh, when you come out of a class and you have your first draft done, you know that's an amazing class. Yeah. And yeah. you get feedback on it every week. You add five more pages. Um, so that was wonderful. So that is now in a drawer while I am studying and reading all of the recommended books by the instructor of the class. Um, and what would some of those books be? I have a couple that I've picked up. I can reach down and grab one. Um, one is Elephant One is Elephant Bucks. So if you haven't read that, read that. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's so many great resources out there, too. I mean, for people who are looking to get into writing TV pilots and books, and it's like, it's not impossible. You, there's so many resources out there that you can just find and if you take the time to do it, you can do it. 
For sure, but I will share that list with you of the books that I got after my class. So, wow, you have so much great stuff going on. I'm really excited for everything that you're doing. Um, and then I guess for, for people who are interested in your, in your books, where, where can they find them? Are they on the, the website for the personalized version? Okay, yes, the personalized version is on Eman Books. Okay. And it's right on there. It is emanbooks.com. That's E-M-A-N. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. And yeah. then this one is available on, oh, go ahead. on uh, Amazon okay. and many, like if you just Google it, it, it will come up with the, also a, an online bookstore near you, wh whatever country that you're in. And who is the publisher on that one? This one is Eamon Books as Eamon well. Books. Okay, okay. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. But so, yes. And then I have a website as well. Okay. And it's uh, just the letters PD and then place uh, dot online. And we will link that at the end of the video so that people can click and explore. And for future generations who are looking for advice or words of wisdom, what would you have to share? Well, it would be the same thing that I told my students all those years is be kind and work hard and play hard. And if your work can be your play, even better. Yes. Yes, that's great words of wisdom. And um, gosh, I'm so excited for everything that you have going on. And I'm looking forward to your new soccer book, too. I played soccer growing up for most of, I mean, all up until my high school years. And it was like my life for a very long time. So I'm excited. Okay. Well, perhaps you can be the content reader to make sure I have, don't have any errors in the book. Sign me up. <laughs> Done. Well, Diane, it's been such a pleasure having you here today. And um, so excited for all that you have um, coming up. And thank you so much for taking time to be here.